podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. It is time for another one of our Blue Room Extra previews here on the Blue Room. And it is Crystal Palace at Goodison Park on Saturday, a fixture which stirs up a lot of emotions given what happened in this game in May. 2-0 down, 3-2 winners, stayed up, pitch invasion, wild, wild scenes at the old lady. Uh, of course, we did focus a lot on that in the build-up to the game this week. Uh, I spoke to Dan from HLTCO, Crystal Palace supporter, and got his thoughts on that match. But earlier in the week as well, we had Subscribers Weekly, uh, where me and Dave Downey reflected on a 20-year anniversary at the football club. 20 years on since Wayne Rooney, a 16-year-old Wayne Rooney, scored that amazing winner against Arsenal. Uh, me and Dave got into all of our memories and all of our emotions from that day. So quite an emotional week, really, here on the Blue Room. Stirring up lots of different feelings going into a big weekend. If you want to listen to this podcast in full, or even these podcasts in full, the links are in the description. And you can join us over on the Blue Room Extra and get lots of content, daily content, building up to and looking back at all of Everton's football matches. It works out about a pound a week and you can cancel it at any time as well and going into this busy spell ahead of the world cup it's a great time to get involved it's patreon.com slash the blue room extra the link is in the description hopefully we will see you there in the meantime also hope you enjoy this clip take care up the toffees it, it was a very strange one for me personally because obviously we went we went into the lead there was that horror tackle from jordan Ayew that he didn't get sent off for um and then we, we looked to be cruising, of course, and then it all fell apart. I was absolutely fuming. Um, and then there was the pitch invasion. Patrick Vieira had the altercation with an Everton fan. I then backed up Patrick Vieira on Twitter and got hundreds of Man United fans coming at me because I've had digs at Eric Cantona for everything that kicked off at Sellers Park all them years ago. And it ended up me being fuming because we'd fallen apart from a, a very solid position and losing a game away from home and then getting into this running battle with Manchester United fans until about one in the morning. So, yeah, it's not a particularly happy memory in my brain for all sorts of different reasons, really. Yeah, I mean, have, have Palace ever been through anything like that where it's, you know, gone gone to the wire in regards to relegation and, you know, last day or penultimate day, you, you stayed up in those kind of dramatic circumstances? Not, not in the Premier League. However, if you look back through the, the annals of recent history, um, there was a game in 2001 at Stockport where Dougie Friedman scored in the last, well, it's pretty much the last kick of the game, which secured our survival away from home. Uh, and also in 2010, when we nearly went out of business altogether, albeit it wasn't the last minute, but um, we went up to Sheffield Wednesday and needed to get a draw to survive. And it wasn't just a case of staying up on the last day. I think if we'd have gone down to League One on that particular day, uh, we probably would have become extinct as a football club. So, yeah, we, we've had our fair share of, like, uh, last gasp drama. Um, so, yeah, we, we know how it feels on the other side of the fence. But even without the jeopardy, I think it, it still really stung that we, we collapsed in the way that we did. Yeah, I mean, the thing that sums up the, the madness of, you know, one of many things that sums up the madness of that night for me is that, you know, if you're a fan and you run on a football pitch, the last person you go in front is Patrick Vieira, isn't it? I mean, oh, that, yeah. that 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 person surely was not allowed to see this fella actually play football and bully, you know, fully grown men you know, on a football pitch every single week because I'll be steering well clear of him after his team had just come But You know, I'd, I'd see the two-goal lead slip for sure. See, it was a strange one because obviously 
you expect people and managers to have a degree of, you know, self-restraint. But I think your team's just lost away from home from a very convincing position. You've got no beef with Everton and, and some little toe rag comes along and just wants to wave a camera in your face. It was always going to happen. The man got sent off pretty much every week for Arsenal. I don't know what was going through his head, but I dare say he regretted it as the leg swipe was coming in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Maybe the charge he got afterwards as well. Probably not been batting Goodison Park for a while, yeah, but... Probably not. Uh, listen, listen, mate, I mean, do you think what happened there and, and the circumstances it ended in? Because I think there were a, and there were a few Palace players that got, you know, I think Christian Benteke got accosted a little bit as well after the third goal. You know, will, will there be any kind of lingering drive and determination and a, a sense of, you know, you know, we're a bit pissed off still of what happened with last season... Do you think they'll be taking that into this game at the weekend or not? I think the players definitely will, yeah. I, I, they haven't mentioned it in the press, but I, there was one particular clip, apart from Joachim Anderson being slapped by that woman, which was amusing to say the least. Um, but uh, there was one particular clip with Wilfred Zaha where someone was goading him. Um, and I there was, I think Jordan I, who came across and stopped him from sort of going for the fan. And the video that got put up, the audio got muted and a lot of Palace fans have assumed that there was some sort of potentially racial incident there. We don't know for sure, but the way that Will's face sort of switched, it very much leads me to think that there will be some sort of bad blood. I mean, I don't particularly, you know, view it that way, but I think the players definitely will because, you know, as much as it wasn't a game we had a huge amount of, of stake in, we were winning, we did lose. And, you know, there were a number of situations as we were walking off the pitch where I think they were genuinely fearful for their safety. So I, I would imagine there will be a little bit of an extra edge from the player's point of view, yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, like I was saying there, it's, it's quite staggered into think 20 years. But also I think, um, I think there's a sort of side point that you made about young lads getting a go. That, that seems to be sort of the start of commonplace where you'd see these teenage prodigies coming through at various clubs. Um, you know, even for us a little bit earlier than that was was Jeffers, obviously he went off to Arsenal. Um and you know, you, you like you said the Milner, who obviously uh, Rooney sixteen and hundred odd days or whatever it was, or two hundred odd days, he took over as the youngest scorer in the Premier League and then James Milner took it a week after. Mm. Only by a few a certain amount of days. And to be to be fair to him, not many people are going to like me saying this, but I actually thought he was one of Liverpool's best players against Man City the other day, um, playing at right back for them. It shows you shows you the length of fitness that lad's had, really, doesn't it? To go on then when you when you think about Rooney finishing, that feels like it was a long time ago in itself now, doesn't it? When he stopped playing, when he when he stopped at, at Derby, well, certainly when he stopped at United, certainly when he stopped at us. Um, that that feels like Rooney's been gone for, for much much longer than that, but um, I suppose that that sort of it, it, it's an indication as to how fit lads can stay if they want to look at look at Ronaldo, of course, similar age to Rooney. Um, but going back to to the game itself, like you mentioned there, yeah, I did go. Um, I was sat in the Bullens, but uh, anybody else who's uh, been fortunate or unfortunate enough at the very very back of the Bullens. You can't quite see the 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 full heads of every player because it's the, the 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 ceiling sinks that low. And if you remember the goal, obviously everyone remembers the goal when when Gravison infamously just whacks it in the air as high as it possibly can go. 
I, I you couldn't you couldn't see the ball up the ball, and this always made this at the time. I mean, how old was I? Thirteen, fourteen. Made it feel much more magical than it what it what it actually was. This sounds very romantic to many. I think that my, a lot of our fans will enjoy this when I was bang on about sentiments and whatnot. But this was sentimental to me, and he, he hits that ball up ridiculous, just just hoofs it upfield basically, a little punt. Um, obviously it's so late in the game, and uh, when when you see him bring it down, I will never ever forget. When when he does bring it down himself, he had those gold umbro boots on because he had a t- uh, he had a, I think he had a, a short deal with umbro because people were still and that wasn't the, the time when you know deals with um, sponsors for your for your boots and all that and companies for your boots. Yeah, it, it had been around quite a bit, but like that was the stage where when you had I remember uh, Thierry Henry had the Mercurial Nikes and so did Van Nistelrooy and. It starts to get bigger and bigger. Again, you know the sponsorship the players used to get, and he 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 brought that down, and it just looked like it looked like it was magic because you couldn't see the ball. Like I said, it went too high to see with the ceiling so low at the back of the balloons. And then when he takes it and, and scores the goal, um, I I'll admit it, I, I started I started crying, like because I looked at it and thought. And all of the stupid things you think when when your team scores a goal, like you know we're, we're going to win the league now. We've just beat we've just beat Arsenal. We've had a decent start to the season. In I think Moyes' second full season with us, yeah, it fifth was, yeah. full season. Um, and I was thinking we're, we're going to win the league because so we had a really good start. And, and actually, that was the start of a six-game winning run of one-nil wins. Yeah. Um, and, and and as you say, I can I can do it by memory because it was that I was that engrossed in everything that happened following that that game in that season when Steve Watson was great that year as well. Um and I think we finished did we finish sixth? I think we finished, finished sixth seventh the, that year, yeah. We we missed seven, out on Europe on the last day because United We got beat by Man United two one. The game when Beckham scored that ridiculous free kick at the um the Gladys Street end, which has whipped it across yeah. the keeper into the top corner. Who scored our goal that game, do you know? Uh Cap Campbell. We went one the didn't we? Yeah, one nil up, headed off a corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, to just to take it away from that romantic story about me seeing his golden your umbro boots and all that, the actual time, and this this is something that makes you feel old without a shadow of a doubt. Everybody that's listening, the cost of tickets back then. So it was great that you could still get a ticket anyway to a game against the Premier League champions that went thirty games in a row. This was the season before, or 18 months before, the Invincible. Um, and uh, Seymour was in goal with his ponytail, of course, wasn't he? But the cost of tickets, uh, where, where, where I sat that day, me and my mate who came to me, mate Danny from school, um, we guess how much the ticket was. One ticket for the kids to go and watch Everton Arsenal in 2002. Uh-huh. £12, £12 it was. And I, can you believe? Could you ever believe a, a football ticket for the kids? And I know Everton do it really well with the kids these days, but there's no way you could get a, a ticket for twelve quid now. Oh God, no, no, I don't. You know, so, but and that that happened, and then we decided, obviously, because we started to get much much better. Um, it was the year things. Uh, Alex Niarco was still playing for us as well. It was the year that Chelsea started buying all sorts. Players under uh, Roman Abramovich, and then we said, "Oh, should we get a season ticket?" 
So when it got to halfway of the season, and obviously Rooney started flying, and he scored them great goals against Phil in the last minute we won. He always seemed to do something when he come on off the bench, and he, then he gets about sixty minutes, and he still wasn't on the pitch. He'd start flipping it, and uh, boy, he's not bringing it on. Dither and Dave, I think that's probably where that where it started. You know, people moaning about him not making relevant substitutes at a certain time. Um, much like Frank Lampard was <laughs> against Man United last week, but um, we said, "Yeah, come on, let's try." And it's the point. And again, if we know Liverpool fans listen to us, this is the point where you could get a half-season ticket. They don't do them anymore for obvious reasons, because you know there's waiting lists for season tickets. Thankfully, and I say thankfully, it's nice to see. Uh, but at that time, you could get a half-season ticket, and it cost us ninety pounds for the remaining 11 games of the season. Um, and, and and again, that's just, that's something that makes, I think everybody, it certainly does to me, make me feel so, so old. So then we continued and we were like, well, well, we'll take it from halfway through the season up to the end of the season and then we'll renew for the full season ticket the following year, which we did. And that was uh, 180 quid for a kid for a full season. No, 120 quid it was for a kid for a full season. That that's that's absolutely fantastic. Even when you think back to back then, when the Premier League is still in its pomp, you're still watching Alan Shearer about. You're still watching that that side of Chelsea. I remember watching. Um, I think it was Mutu score the winner against us, and Alex Niago hit one of the best shots you'll ever see in your life and hit the crossbar. I'll never ever ever forget that miss. I remember looking at Niago because this was when he came back for a little bit after that ridiculous thing happened to him at Highbury. You know, when that fella ran on and took his shirt or wanted the shirt. And he thought, you're never going to see this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, 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 if somehow, I don't know how, he must have a load of injuries. More, he started playing him again in midfield. And he actually looked really good. Um, and yeah, he, he should, well, he didn't nearly score against Chelsea. So uh, yeah, I've got a, just uh, all, all of that nonsense that I've just spoken there for the last five minutes all comes from the start of what was the tale of Wayne Rooney at Everton, which was obviously, as we know, shortly lived. But uh, yeah, that that time it feels it, it feels like something I'll never absolutely never forget. No one will ever forget that goal. There's there's so many photos, videos, you know, paintings of that aren't there mm-hmm. when he did that, and uh, he's got all the players jumping on his back, and Kevin Campbell. I think he runs up onto his back, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Kevin Campbell that, had a really good start to the season that year. Just looking at the, you know, he scored four goals in the opening eight games. You know, we had players like Radzinski, who obviously scored in that game as well. To to um, Southampton game was the one as well, wasn't it? We yeah, well, that, that season had a few mad moments like that because we we had the, obviously the, the, the main Rooney goal against Arsenal. Then a fortnight later, he scores the winner at Leeds. You know, yeah, that that was iconic. The yeah. Villa round then as well, I think it was. We won one yeah, we obviously Villa. scored the last minute goal against Villa. I think that may, might have been a bit later in the season. Was um, it? So that, so, so yeah, so that was, that was three games from the end. So we had, we had a bit of a ropey finish. We lost four of the last five, and that was the only what a one. Surprise we won. That, is. <laughs> yeah. that was the only one we won. With us, wasn't it? With that, yeah. So the, I think they were they looked they were on course for Europe, and in the end. Uh, Blackburn edged us out by a point, but they lost four of the last five. But you're right, after that that goal against our game against Arsenal, which we won 2 1, they won five in a row in the league, 1 0. West Ham leads away, Charlton at home, Blackburn away, West Brom at home. So, and then we had, like I said, we had the game of Radzinski scored twice in the last five minutes against Southampton. Um, 
I, I always remember speaking to Gareth Buckland, and he was, and he always says that that was one of his favourite seasons, as you know, under Moyes, which yeah. sometimes gets forgotten because, of course, that was his first full season in charge, wasn't it? After yeah. coming in the back end of last season and, and the team being horrendous, and you know, to take us from where we were, I think it was finished seventeenth the season before that. To uh, I think we finished. I think we finished seventeenth the year, the year after that. He kept us safe, obviously, when he first came in, didn't he? I think we could, well, we might well have finished seventeenth or sixteenth then. But sorry, yeah, you, you're right. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. And the following season was when we had it was a dreadful season. We had under forty points. Um, season was, before, season before that, we finished fifteenth. So yeah, yeah. So we were fifteenth, seventh, seventeenth. Uh, we went, we went on a run which just seemed to be commonplace for Moyes, where we'd have a great season, a shit season, a great season, a shit season. And the whole reason behind that, and I think many people would agree with this, is that we never, ever did anything in the transfer window of the summer hmm. that, that was to follow. And, and it was so frustrating to the point where the year after that, obviously, was when Moyes left. It was when uh, Paul Gregg was trying to uh, yeah. battle uh, Ken Wright because of the stadium we may be may have been getting the uh, King's Dock and all that stuff. All that happened. You also remember Rooney left, Radzinski left. I remember if you if anyone does this, I do it most summers rather sadly. I always record them the Premier League years that Sky do. It shows you like this. It gets this list that Sky Sports News did at the time of all the players that left us in that summer, and obviously we could barely sign anybody uh, who we did sign. Was obviously Marcus Bent, um, and and obviously we went and finished fourth. It was it was, I, th- I think that's the the real sort of um, pin you can put on David Moyes when people were saying that Everton, the plucky underdog thing, was actually something that was positive at that time because we had such a poor squad, and by poor I don't mean bad, by poor I mean absolutely skint on the bones of our asses in regards to being able to sign players. And that's when I think anybody who criticises David Moyes whenever he was at Everton, I think you're probably looking to the people around our age and older who would say something different rather than criticising. Well, look at um, look what we've had but, to do the last few years in regards to finances and how we've you know been up against the wall in that point of view. And we've also... Yeah, from, we've ironically, we've come to accept ridiculous that, you know, money. Yeah, we've all come to accept that, you know, finishing... Middle of the bottom half of the season for us would be a good season, and and Moyes is in a similar situation, if not worse, financially. And he had the team, you know. Obviously, early on it was very up and down, wasn't it? Like we just said, but he had the team sort of finishing, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh regularly. And I know the Premier League's a, a different landscape now, and it's obviously much harder to do. But I think you're right. I think it just goes to, to show what a job he did. But just just going back to that that Rooney game, the thing that I always remember about it was the. Obviously, he scored that goal to go two one up. Do you remember the goal he nearly scored about thirty seconds after when he tried to he tried to chip David Seaman, didn't he, from about thirty yards, and it just yeah. just ended up dropping onto the top of the, the roof of the net. And it was almost like, oh my word, this is this is ex- we are seeing something. <laughs> Messi, sure, Messi, yeah. And I think, well, I, think know, it, I was just going to say, I think at that, at that point, you know, it's two one. You know, a player who's maybe a bit older, a bit more experienced, is probably thinking, right, I'm going to take this to the corner and try and run down the clock. We're, you know, we're playing against the, the champions who are on 30 game unbeaten run. Let's just let's just see this out. But it was yeah. sort of like, nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try and chip England's goalie from 30 <laughs> yards and came, came yeah. close to doing it. And you know, that was just that's 
that's what I loved about Rooney at that point. You know, obviously he wasn't as prolific as he you know, might have been in later years at Manchester United, but the arrogance and that that rawness he had to his game was just exhilarating to watch. Mm-hmm. And for him to be ours for those few years and to, to watch him play and dismantle teams and just effectively be a one-man show at times, which it was it was absolutely thrilling to experience. Sports Social Podcast Network.